Hello, crackheads. You're listening to Paranormal Cracktivity. I'm Justin. And I am always Drake. Welcome back, guys. Uh, hello, Drake. How are you? I am splendid. How are you, Justin? I'm doing so well. Um, I feel like first and foremost, I need to apologize to the crackheads for delivering the episode late this week. I was super stoked for everybody to hear Dreek um, cover Bonnie and Clyde, which he did a great job on. And if you haven't listened to that, you need to go listen to it now. But I was late and I'm very sorry Period. about that. I've been super, super busy. I'm so excited to tell you guys all about what I've been up to. But what have you been up to, Dreek? What have I been up to? Um, you know, I've turned into a full-blown pianist. Oh, wow. As if you weren't already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, yeah, I'm playing a lot more than I expected to this year. And so I guess I'm getting in that good practice. Um, mm, that's good. It's been yucky here, that tornado. Miss Nicole. Oh, I heard. I heard about that. Yeah, she's making everything wet. Fence is still up. Me too. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Not fall down, falling down. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's amazing! Wow. Well, it's actually been it's been so long since we've been recorded because um we got some stuff ready. I knew that the end of October would be busy. I had a concert here at the farm, a little show that I. I sang some spooky songs, and it was it was tons of fun. Um, I'm really appreciative of everybody that came out, and uh, and then there was Samhain. Um, we had so many Halloween festivities. We had so much fun, and then I decided to take an impromptu camping trip to Oregon the following weekend, which is why I was so late with everything. I went camping on the beach in Northern California, and then on a couple of rivers in southwestern Oregon near Brookings, and I went to the Wild Rivers Mushroom Festival, which was also super cool. Um, had a lot of fun. So I'm happy to be back here, though, with you, Dreek. Did you eat any mushrooms? I have been eating some mushrooms, yeah. Um, <clears throat> at the festival, I got some oyster mushrooms that I cooked up uh, yesterday with some homemade pasta sauce that I made with tomatoes at the farm and put it over some mm. penne. So it was, oh, it was so, so delicious, just vegan, uh, vegan goodness, you know. And then I also have some some chanterelles that I'm going to cook up tonight and put in a vegan chicken soup, which I'm really excited for. Yeah, I just ate some seafood. Seafood, yummy. Yeah. What kind? And a little bit of a little bit of land food too. Okay, surf and turf. Love to see that. Surf and turf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some sausage, some mussels, some shrimp. Mmm. Oh wow. That sounds yeah. so good. Wow. And speaking of seafood, my case has a lot to do with the sea. Oh wow! Look how I segue. What a good, what a great sagu. <laughs> Justin, are you ready to hear about this case? I am so ready. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love this case, but I feel like I've loved all my cases so far, and I that's why I pick them. I don't know. Mm. I just love finding good cases that I can sink my teeth into. Mm. Anyway, so this is the mysterious disappearance of John Darwin. Oh, okay. I've never heard of this before. Okay. So John Darwin was born on August 14th, 1950 in Hartlepool County, Durham, England. 
On December 22nd, 1973, he married his wife and high school sweetheart, Anne Stevenson, who was born on March 7th, 1952. They ended up having two sons, and their sons' names were Mark and Anthony Darwin. John then taught science and math for 18 years before leaving to join Barclays. Now, Barclays, I think, is a British banking company. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. I'm not familiar. I think that's what it is. Patreons, if you know what Barclays is, shoot us an email at paranormalactivitypodcast at gmail.com. Period. He then became a prison officer at Prison Home House. His wife was a receptionist for a doctor's office, and in 2000, they moved to sea in Karoo in Northeast England because their sons had grown up and their sons had moved away. This gave them the opportunity to move into a nicer area and to be on a beachfront property. And they also, during this time, bought 12 houses that they planned to rent out because it was said that John had an obsession with having money from a young age. Oh, wow. Okay. So they moved to this beautiful new city and <laughs> got 12 extra houses and just written them out. But Sounds like a good plan, right? It does sound like a good plan. And 13 houses, I mean. Yeah, it doesn't work out. In the beginning of 2002, they both realized that they were in too much debt after purchasing, purchasing 12 homes. They thought that the rent that they were going to collect was going to cover the mortgage costs of the homes. Right. But it ended up not covering the costs of the mortgage for each house. So they, did, they didn't really have a plan here. They just bought 12 houses. You know, I can see where they were going with the whole, hey, let's buy 12 houses and rent them out to 12 different people mm -hmm. sounds like you'll make a bank like a whole bank i guess but i feel like they could have done a little bit more research i mean i absolutely agree yeah yeah not that i'm an expert or anything but. i'm not an expert yeah. in nothing not not to judge them or anything yeah so what ha what have what happened next so they were gonna have to file for bankruptcy later that year oh okay my thought was, why didn't you just sell 11 other houses? Oh, yeah. You, you have 12 extra houses. Just sell 11 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I still feel like you'll be make, you would make a profit with that extra house on the side, you know? True. Definitely. Anyway. So this takes us to John's disappearance. Mm. In the evening of March 21st, 2002... Anne called the prison to ask to speak to her husband. She was told that he was not there. So at 9.30 p.m., she called the police to report her husband missing. And she also said that his red kayak was gone too. Okay, maybe it wasn't a kayak. What's the difference between a kayak and a canoe? I feel like a canoe is like has more space and a kayak is... Canoes, canoes are hollow, um... Canoes are hollow. Yeah, they're like deeper, and then kayaks like sit you on have, top, you, like a boat. You have you have a kayak. I have a, yeah, I do have a kayak. Yeah, you have a kayak. Um, okay, so his wait, okay, sorry. Pause. So you said she called the prison, right? 
Yes, he was working at the prison at the time. He was working at the prison. Okay. Um, yes. And then his red kayak or canoe was missing from the their house. Is that right? Yes. I think it was a kayak. I'm pretty sure it was a kayak. Okay. Now that I'm like thinking, comparing it to the one that you have, I think it's a kayak. Okay. Got it. His red C device was gone. Let's call it a C device. His red C device. And so a search and rescue team was sent out to search for him. They went out to the sea to check for John because a neighbor and her husband had seen John in his kayak earlier that day. There were five lifeboats, two Coast Guard rescue teams, a police plane, and a helicopter, along with multiple multiple officers looking for John Darwin. Oh, wow. At the end of the day, they had no success in finding John or the kayak. Mm. After 16 hours and 200 square miles of searching, the crew got tired and they called off the search. Which I'm like, I feel like 16 hours isn't long enough. That's not even 24 hours. Right. Yeah. I thought you didn't, usually, you didn't you even give spend a whole least, day looking for a person. Yeah. You give them at least 24 hours and then you keep looking after that. Right. I mean. That's kind of crazy. I just feel me. like 16 hours is very a, sh- a very short time to be looking for a human mm, being. I agree. You know? I agree. This is a person. Anyway, the crew got tired and they called off the search. This this search cost the police 100,000 pounds. So with my mathematician skills, mm. just kidding, mm-hmm. an interest calculator online, that would have been $192,598.50 in today's currency. In 16 Almost hours? Two. In 16 hours. Oh my gosh. What were they doing? They must have stopped for like sandwiches every 10 minutes. What? Uh, <laughs> the whole crew got fed. The whole crew got fed. <laughs> and then they were like, All right, The whole police we're department tired. got fed. They were like, We're tired. We're going home now. Okay. He was like, John? <laughs> That's a whole lot of money. I mean, in, in 2002, too. I mean, okay. Um. So around that same time that they decided to call off the search, the police seen that a paddle had washed up on shore um, at North Gare, which is a five-minute drive from John and Anne's home. And... I'm assuming that John got into the water at his house because he was at a beachfront property. Mm, mm, okay. Oh, yeah. You said that they bought a house on the beach, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. A few months later, the Red Kayak, which was, the Red Kayak's name was Orca. A few months later, it was found washed up and badly beaten and broken. Oh. So this is not looking good. John's not, John is not in the kayak. They mm. found the kayak, but not John. Not looking good. And it's busted up. It's, it looks a mess. Mm. So the police, they were puzzled because on the day that John went missing in his kayak, the waters were not rough, but they weren't calm either. But with John being a very experienced kayaker, the police and his sons were really worried that something really bad had happened to him because they couldn't find John anywhere. Mm -hmm. 
then something really, really scary happened. A dead body washed up on one of the neighboring shores. Oh. Oh. It was not John. Oh. <laughs> who, who was it? I don't know. I didn't look that deep. It just wasn't John. The, the case is about John Darwin. <laughs> if the body was not John Darwin, I was not going into the it. The body was not John Darwin. That's how- You are not John Darwin. <laughs> okay. I, okay. <laughs> but it is weird that a body just washed it up is on the shore. Weird. I mean, yeah, but that, I mean, that kind of happens sometimes, doesn't it? It happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. I don't know if it happens as often in England as it does here. Anyway, when Anne found out that they had found a dead body, she exclaimed how she wished that the dead body was John so that way she could properly grieve her presumably dead husband. Oh. With no sign of John after a few months, he was pronounced dead in April of 2003. Oh. Wait, just one year? Yeah, a year. Okay. So Anne received a life insurance policy payout of nearly 250,000 pounds. Since there was still no sign of John and he was legally pronounced dead, she was able to receive that payout. Mm -hmm. With that money, she was able to pay off her and John's debts and she began selling the houses to make a profit. So on December 1st, 2007, a man walked into the West End London police station and said, I think I'm a missing person. This man was John Darwin. And he said he did not remember anything from the past five and a half years. His wife, Anne, who had sold her British properties and moved to Panama three months before his reappearance, expressed surprise, joy, and elation at the return of her missing husband. It, was, it wasn't soon after that the police started to piece things together about what actually happened to John Darwin. On the evening of March 21st, John had indeed gone kayaking. But obviously, he didn't die that night. Earlier in the day, when John was at work, he called his wife and he planned for her to pick him up five minutes away from their house after he got into the water. She drove 40 minutes away and put him on a train to Durham, England, while everyone was searching for him. Whoa, what? So while everyone was sitting here searching for John, she got him in the passenger seat. That is fucking crazy. Just tooting a loo with her man in the passenger side seat. Tooting a loo. By the way, <laughs> they're spending $192,000 to find him, and she know where he at. I bet she was eating, too. She was probably eating the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, she got fed one of those burgers that the crew members mm-hmm. got. Mm-hmm. 
He then made a trip to the Lake District where he stayed for the next couple of weeks until the search died down. Anne then picked him up and brought him home. And no one, and I mean no one, not even his sons, Mark and Anthony, knew that he was living in the house. (gasps) Oh my God. In the house? In the whole ass house, Justin. Whoa. How was he living in the house the whole time? So the couple owned the house next door. And whenever people would come over, John would escape to the next house via a secret passageway that he created that connected the houses together. Hmm. So not only was he missing, he was handy. He grew a beard and he started to walk with a limp to disguise himself. Hmm. He even took up the name John Jones, which was the name of a dead baby that passed away the same year that John was born. So he's a criminal. A real criminal. He is a real criminal. He stole a dead baby's name. Disrespectful. He said he chose that name because if someone were to like yell out the name John, he didn't want to accidentally turn around and answer if he had chosen the name, like a name like Thomas or something. Oh, well, that's pretty smart. <laughs> so his name was Dick, but he didn't want someone to call him Harry. <laughs> With that fake name, he was able to obtain a passport and a birth certificate. So he's gone full out. Mm. Identity theft. Wow. Identity theft. Wow. So the couple soon got tired of hiding John. So they decided to move abroad. And they first tried moving to mainland Europe because they had put some money in an offshore account. But when John was in the house, he had a lot of free time on his hands, obviously, because he's literally not doing anything. Mm-hmm. He started playing online video games. This is where he met the acquaintance of Kelly Steele, who lived in Kansas. Kansas. Justin, we went through Can. We went through Kansas twice. We went through Kansas twice. And there's twice the nothing. Twice is nothing in Kansas. If you live in Kansas, you don't live in Kansas <laughs> because there's nothing in Kansas. There's absolutely nothing in Kansas. Nothing except There's a gas Kelly. And her daughter. And her daughter. They became really good friends, and John had the same idea that he had had in England to buy properties and to make money from rent. He planned to buy a ranch in Kansas and planned to turn a profit by buying other properties as well. He flew to Kansas using his fake name and his fake passport. He said that when he, she said that when she met John, that he was weird and quiet, but he had also wired her money for a property. So she knew that he was serious. Seriously rich. About seriously rich. Or maybe just serious. <laughs> maybe just serious. <laughs> maybe just serious. So together they purchased a little house and they planned to flip it for profit. While there, he was staying in Kelly's daughter's room and after 10 minutes of being there, he was kicked out. (laughs) 
10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. The reason why he got kicked out is because he began to change with the room door open. Oh. So he's just like, he's in the room. He's in this little girl's room. And he doesn't have a shirt. He doesn't have on any pants. He's just, he just bearing it all out. Wow, that's disrespectful. So naturally, Kelly kicked him out. Mm-hmm. And he had to go to go to a hotel for two and a half weeks. And after that moment, he was never allowed in her house again. At the end of the two and a half weeks, Kelly asked him to leave town because he had made everyone in town uneasy. He didn't like this. And after he left, he threatened to kill her family. And her, he threatened to kill her family. And her pets. No. What? <laughs> That's I'm such, not laughing at... It's such a crazy accident. <laughs> I'm laughing at the... um. What do you call that word? Acceleration? Um, <laughs> escalation. The escalation. Escalation. I'm laughing at... <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm going to rent these properties out. I'm going to like move to Kansas. I'm going to be good. To I'm going to kill you and your family. And your dogs. Mm. So... Kelly... She wasn't worried because she knew that she had her dogs and she also said she carried a loaded shotgun. He also sent her an email saying that he knew a mobster in New York and that that mobster knows where Kelly and her daughter lives and that her her daughter daughter was cute, which I'm like, ew, why did you have to add that little extra? What a creep. Creep. He also knows where her sister lives, and if he can't get in contact with Kelly, he's going to go through her sister. Oh, no. Like I said, Kelly, she's a bad chick. She got dogs and a loaded shotgun, so no one's messing with Kelly. Uh-huh. After that little stint, he returned to England, and he had his hopes set on another city. Panama City, Panama. He tried to buy a boat so that way he and Anne could live on it, but he didn't want to spend a lot of money, which I'm like, if you want a boat, sis, be ready to cough up some coins. Right. There was a boat that was in their budget, but after getting the owners to drop their price from 60,000 to 30,000 pounds, he still wasn't happy. Because when the sellers refused to do more work on the boat before selling it to him, he got upset and sent a very nasty email. Oh, classic. I don't think I don't think that was proper English. That was definitely a run-on sentence or a sentence fragment. Also, it was either too much sentence or not enough sentence. Also classic. <laughs> <laughs> so the deal ended up falling through because he was being a meanie weenie and he didn't want to buy the boat until they did more work on the boat. But oh. sis, they also dropped the price thirty thousand pounds. Wow, that's so. You cannot have it your way. This is not Burger King. <laughs> yeah, that's so greedy. 
A greedy meanie weenie. A greedy meanie weenie. In July of 2006, the couple contacted a real estate agent in Panama to find a property. Anne and John flew down to meet their real estate agent, Diana Bishop, and Anne explained to her that she was a widow and that John Jones was her partner. Aha. Uh-huh. While they were in the process of trying to purchase a property in Panama City, they were photographed and the photo was published to move to Panama.com. Now, I seen the property that they intended to buy in Panama, and it was described as virgin land. So it had never been used by anybody. It was just, it had just been land for nature until they decided to purchase it. And it was on a river, so more water. And of course, the Europeans decided to pop that cherry. <laughs> Your face right now. You, <laughs> you had you had that brewing immediately after I said virgin. Immediately, you ha- you wasted no time. You're, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> so, following a change in Panama's visa laws, Darwin emailed Anne on the fourteenth of June, two thousand seven, to notify her that their identities would have to be verified by the United Kingdom police in order for them to receive the now-required Panamanian investor's visa. Mm. Knowing that his alias, John Jones, would not pass this level of scrutiny, Darwin decided to return to the UK under his real name and fake amnesia. Oh, wow. Full circle. A full circle. 360 degrees, baby. In five years. Five and a half. In five and a half years. That's a long time. That's a whole kid. That's a whole kid. You're a kid by then. Mm. It seemed like a Christmas miracle when he showed up in December, but the police smelled something fishy and they immediately began to investigate. I think it was Darwin because he has a thing for water. Mm. Tell him. They said that he was tan and well-nourished, and he seemed like he had been taking care of himself, meaning that he was, um, he was probably fed. Yeah. He ate, his, he ate his cornbread and his collard greens. <laughs> Reporters rushed to Anne and Panama and tried to get a story of the woman who they presumed knew nothing of her husband's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Of course, she acted surprised. But this happiness was short-lived because the news outlets were able to find that photo that they posted that was published to movetopanama.com. Oh, wow. So they have proof that Anne knew that John was alive and that John was actually with Anne. Uh, The jig is up. So the jig is up. They brought this news to the police, and the police began digging more into it and they ended up finding one of the tenants of one of the 12 houses that they had owned back in seeing C- Karoo. this tenant said that he ran into john one day and when he confronted him about how he was supposed to be dead john told him to keep his mouth shut and, ne- and to never tell anyone <laughs> this man is, so john is like this man is like i know a mobster in new york he knows where you're supposed to <laughs> wow 
that tenant said he did exactly that because he was like, first of all, this is none of my business and I'm not getting into it. Do you, boo? That's how you do. Mm-hmm. Get it on. Mm-hmm. The Darwin's two sons, Mark and Anthony, expressed elation at the return of their father. But as the story unfolded, they issued a joint statement stating that they felt that they, that they had been victims of a scam and implying that they wished to never, ever have any further contact with either of their parents. Wow. I Wow. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Ooh. On July 23rd, 2008, John and Ann Darwin were both convicted of fraud. Mm-hmm. John faced an additional charge relating to his fake passport and was sentenced to six years and three months in prison, while Ann Darwin was sentenced to six years and six months. Oh. So he got more charges than her, but she got more time than him. Oh, that's so weird. Hmm. I think it was because John had pleaded guilty and he had took a deal, but Ann didn't plead guilty. Mm. And so oh, I think okay. she got the full extent of her mm. conviction. And John, since he pleaded, he got a deal. I don't know. I don't know how the prison system works. I've never been to prison. <laughs> Neither have I. That doesn't really seem to me like a very long time for all the all the trouble that they'd caused, you know? I mean, they... Yeah, I mean... Yeah... They stole a lot of money. That was definitely fraud. They stole a lot of money, and then they, I mean, ruined their child's lives, obviously. I don't remember the exact charges, but they were. I know they were charged with money laundering because there was an instance where Mark had sent his mother money, mm. and she had put it into the offshore account because John made them do it. And so... I don't know. I don't know how money laundering works. Yeah. I know it has something to do with Breaking Bad. Yeah, never laundered a money before. I've laundered. Laundered? It wasn't wasn't money, but I laundered. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Don't tell the people that. Ooh, don't tell the cops. Might go to prison. Imagine me in prison. Actually, don't imagine me in prison. Actually, don't. (laughs) They both appealed their sentences on March 27th, 2009, but they both got denied. Mm. Halfway through their, their prison sentences, Anne decided that she wanted to separate from John, and they eventually divorced. Ah. John later embarked on a new life in the Philippines and has since remarried to a woman named Mercy May, hmm. who is 23, younger, 23 years younger than him. According to the Daily Mail, when asked about the fraud, she said, quote, I know what he did. He knows. And he paid the penalty. He oh. doesn't need to be reminded. End quote. Oh, wow. That's a ride or and die. Ha- ride or die. Mm-hmm. She, she's like, fraud? Get me in. 
Anne has since moved to North England, where she has rekindled her relationship with her sons and is now a part of her grandchildren's life. Oh. She wrote a book about the ordeal, and she said that she was a victim in her own right because she was forced to do it. She said that she also asked John multiple times to let the jig up, but he didn't let the jig up until he was ready. And he did it on his own accord and it had nothing to do with his wife. Oh, wow. Huh. At, f- at first I thought that she was really in on it. But I mean, after seeing all of the crazy things that he did, all the emails and all that, I mean, I can kind of believe that he was, uh, that she was scared. You know, I'm inclined to believe her. Yeah, I don't know. She did. I mean, she, she did have, have a do- lot of time. She had a lot of time to to turn him in. Also, I mean, she did. She did. She could have like if she and if she really didn't want to like be with him, all she had to do was go to the police. He mm-hmm. wasn't going to leave the house anyway. He was dead. Right. Right. But I mean, also he could leave the house because he was somebody else. He was John Jones, right? He was John Jones. You're right. Mm. So that is the case of the disappearance. Of John Darwin. Oh wow, what a good case! Oh my goodness, Thank that's not you. not at all what I expected. Goodness, you know, I had to do something different. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to do a mystery that was solved. Yeah, I was expecting it not to be solved. So <laughs> that's yeah. I'm glad that we had some resolution though. That was a really interesting story. I don't, I and I don't even know what to believe. Honestly, I'm still kind of. Uh, still kind of processing yeah great job everything thank you thank you do you want to guess the top song of the day that john went missing in the united states march 21st 2002 oh okay uh britney spears um mm. strike one shit uh actually strike one and two britney spears i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> It is a woman. I'll give you that. It's a woman. It's not a Jackson. Okay. It's not, it's not Whitney Houston. It's not Whitney Houston, no. I feel so stupid. Wait, I was only wait, two. Was this a guess? I was only two years old. Shit. <laughs> I lost another guess. Um... I I don't I don't even know. I want to say Adele, but I know it's so wrong. Oh oh oh! Uh, what's her it's name? It's a Latina. Oh Shakira. She's a Latina. No. God damn it! Shit. It was Jennifer Lopez. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have the top that. song that. was "Ain't It Funny" by Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Which I didn't even know Jennifer Lopez had a music career. Me neither. That's why I never would have guessed. <laughs> I always, I've always known her to be like, I always thought that she was a singing actress. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Technically, she's an acting singer. Oh. She had, she had, a, she had a voice. I think she had like a, a music career before she had an acting career. Like us. Right. Like us. Well, shout out to J Lo. Shout out to J Lo. Shout out to Ja Rule, actually. Mm, shout out to Ja Rule. Shout out to Ja Rule. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was so much fun. Wow. 
That's so interesting. So the listeners get two back-to-back Dreek episodes. Two back-to-back Dreek episodes. That's right, because I didn't have time to to get one for you. So then you'll get two back-to-back Justin episodes. That's exciting. And I can't wait to do know what you're doing next week. I have a hunch. Yeah, I can't wait to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have, no, actually, I have a hope of what it is. Oh, you're probably going to be disappointed. <laughs> you always are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am always disappointed. I'm just kidding. Oh, the people are like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. Um, yeah, um, hopefully, um, you know, you could, you could subscribe to our Patreon. Um, yes. If you go to paranormalcreactivitypodcast.com, you can find all of that information. So um, you click the subscribe button and you'll, it'll take you to our Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash paranormalcreactivity. And then you can find us on Instagram at paranormalcreactivitypodcast. We do not have a Twitter. And we don't have a Twitter or a Facebook. I, I don't think I want to make a Twitter for us. We'll Elon leave, Musk owns it. We'll leave that to our future um, tech person. Okay, was that everything? I think that was everything. We need to. That's sign everything. Off. Um, I'm signing off, crackheads. Don't do crack. Don't do crack. Thanks for listening. Come back next time. <sighs> That's where we'll end it. some soup now.